Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, a big shout out to BigPipe.co dot and sad for sponsoring this episode of the male gaze it's not just a beautiful website they're also a broadband uh internet provider and when you sign up for a 12 month plan you get a free modem baby what what you don't have to pay for that modem because it's free baby it's free and it's beautiful and sleek and white it looks like eve from uh the movie wally uh, i love a sexy modem to be honest same. because they're in the house you can't ignore them same, but they're quite big. You don't, you don't want them looking bad. You want them fitting in with no. everything around it. You want it to look like a sexy, sleek mini fridge. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what this is. It does not store uh, beers or um, chorizo or whatever you'd want to store in a mini fridge. <laughs> chorizo? Yeah, I, was just, I guess oh, you put that in the fridge. Recently, I've been kind of snacking on little... life you live in? I've been snacking on little uh, lunch salamis slash chorizos. Okay. This ad is getting out of control. But hey, <laughs> yeah. thanks, Big Pipe, for we sponsoring you, this Pipe. episode. More than sure it's a... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. Welcome to this week's episode of The Male Gaze. It's I'm Chris Parker. And I'm Eli Matthewson. <laughs> have we ever introduced our names? Uh, yes, we have. Um, I hope so. Like the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if people, someone's been listening to every single episode and they're like, finally, I know who these people dying are. to know their names. <laughs> uh, it's uh, so nice to talk to you, Chris. I'm in Invercargill. Uh, and I'm in Christchurch. We're both in the South Island. We are. Well, and there's been uh, earthquakes today. <laughs> really? I have not felt... You, I, was there the earthquake in Invercargill? There was one in Invercargill, and then there was also one in Seddon that you could feel in Wellington, and I thought maybe you would have felt that one. No, 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 no. I haven't felt any quakes. Oh, well, good. Uh, good for you. Obviously, the gays are not causing them strong enough. Yeah, we need to be having more sex, uh, yeah. and as Brian Tamaki says, uh, that will lead to more natural disasters because yes. we're bad. The only natural disaster is his genes, am I right? <laughs> and his hair. <laughs> and his hair. <laughs> In fact, that's an unnatural disaster. <laughs> uh, you know what he's really bad at as well? Spelling and grammar. And really? I, Do you know I, what, though? Yes. So am I. You so are. I'm not going to hit him up on that. But I do think, well, I don't know. I don't like people who get all up in people's grammar, but also when the person is uh, an arsehole, like Brian Tamaki, you know, when they're like essentially mm. evil. Like if Donald Trump makes a spelling and grammar mistake, mm. go for it, mm. I reckon. Lay into mm. him. Yeah. Lay into him for, I think, more than just his grammar. Yes. To be honest, it's probably <laughs> the smallest thing. Uh, like, let, that, let that be the lowest priority in terms of what you're knocking him on. <laughs> um, all right, mate. I'm ready for this week's Fact of the Gay. 
Oh, yes. I prepared this this week. You I've said you've of, got one. I've kind of ended up with two things that I wanted to talk about because I was... Well, go on, to, then. Here's the thing as well. I think we've fact of the gay has quite often been, come, been a like, news story of the week, essentially. Mm. So I wanted to go back to our roots, uh, to our little gaby roots, and go back to when we uh, delve into history, right? Um, Ooh, glow off the dust of the history book. <laughs> that was me doing that. <laughs> so I'm more like the sea. Oh, was that the that dust getting in your face? Yeah, that was it's the dust. It blew all the way from Invercargill to Christchurch. <laughs> uh, just like the gay movement did. I don't know if it started yeah. in Invercargill. It did, grassroots. That's a bit of a fact of the gay for you. Uh, Pride in New Zealand started in Invercargill. Beautiful. It didn't. And definitely it factual. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of great. So we're, I'm staying at the Ibis and it's on the main street and it's and I it's not often you think this but I saw this street today and I thought this is a good street for a parade, big, <laughs> wide, just feels like yeah. everything's on it. Um, great done, street room. I've been in a few parades in my time. <laughs> One of them was a parade in Christchurch, uh, launching a kids theatre festival. Oh. And that was the last parade that I've been in, to be honest. Yeah. And there was more people in the parade. Then they were marching. In fact, uh, no one was wa- uh, no one was watching. We were all just marching, and <laughs> so I thought, "Is this really a parade, or is this just a group walk?" Uh, and I'll leave you on that. A costumed walk. I did the worst parade of all time. Right, this was at Botany Mall. Um, oh yes, it's an outdoor mall. It was the day after I'd graduated from drama school. The day after, I don't know why I accepted this yikes, gig. And yikes! I, yikes. I was paid, um, not very handsomely, to dress up as the gingerbread man <laughs> in the Bodney Santa Parade. And I was so hungover that I was literally sicking up in my mouth and swallowing yeah. it down during this parade. And there was like cheerleaders flipping around me. And I was walking around as the gingerbread man with a big candy cane in my hand. Oh my God. Run, run as fast as you can from that gig, mate. You shouldn't yeah. be doing it. I know. Well, I don't. I don't anymore. That was me five years ago, and I'm never going back there. Because Look how far you've come. I have come a long way. I still, yeah. you know, I've got a haunting feeling. Just as I say that, I'm like, I'm gonna have to put that gingerbread costume back on. And it was yes. definitely, it was made of carpet. It was like not 3D. What? It was like two stapled together bits of carpet. No. Oh, wow. that would not be nice on a warm summer's day. It wasn't. But Merry Christmas to everyone who lives in Botany. Uh, yes. <laughs> for that year. So, I was reading about someone called Bayard Rustin, right, who was okay. a, a, he was an American leader for the social, uh, for social movements and civil rights, uh, all sorts of things. He was born in 1912 and he died in 1987. Good long and, life. Yes. Uh, great uh, black man who fought for civil rights in America, but he also, and not many people know this, but he was gay. He was arrested uh, several times for sleeping uh, with prostitutes, white male prostitutes, before it was legal. But then, which is grim anyway, that he would get arrested for that. But this, uh, what it got me on to was his uh, partner for a lot of his life was a guy called Walter Neagle, who... So in 1982, to kind of like yes. give their relationship some legal verification, uh, yes. Bayard Rustin adopted his partner, Walter Neagle. So Whoa. he was technically his son. And then I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, and heaps of people have done this in like pr- pre pre uh, you know civil unions or, or other recognitions of um, same sex relationships legally to get some legal connection to their partner. They have adopted their partner as if they were their child. 
<gasps> Isn't that? Oh, that's very sneaky. And very kind sneaky. of sad that it has to come to that, to be honest. But oh. also, like, I guess I, I can understand in terms of, like, emergencies. You know, you've heard all those stories about partners that have been left out of, um, you know, hospital rooms and stuff. Where, yes. Because they haven't been, like, a legally tied to the person who's in the hospital. And so they haven't been able to visit them and see them as they, like, pass away or anything like that. Yeah, because they're technically... Yeah, not your family, apparently. Uh, Ooh, and that's which is so boy. gross. Oof, yuck. This um, whole Australian marriage equality, like, postal vote thing that's going on at the moment is getting so bleak. And I just feel like more and more the news that I'm reading about it is just more and more... Dep- it's like not being funny anymore. It's sort of... No. And I really feel for our you know, um, Australian family over there who are having to put up with that. And in that weekend, that skywriting stuff, that was, that was just so dark and so cruel, so cruel. And for those who don't know the story, did someone hire a private sky, skywriting? Yeah. You know, the people who you would write to normally say something like Louise, marry me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But instead they wrote vote no in the sky, which is just, to me, it's like, Poor, I just think, yeah, I always just think of young I kids looking up. I want to talk that fucking pilot yes. that's like figuring that one out. And when they're just starting the letter in and they're like, should I actually do this? Like, I could get the refund. I, You know, they can have their money back. It's fine. It's only four hours of my time. I, I, I don't want to have to commit to this. <laughs> Surely at some point in that as well, I'm guessing that this wasn't some kind of like, I don't know. I, I'm guessing there's not an, a, a company that does the skywriting that is so uh, adverse to voting yes as well. Because it would have had to go through so many people, right? Like the leader of that company, the receptionist, I don't know, and then all the way yes. to the pilot. The, des- the skywriting designer. Yeah. I don't even know really how those things work. Do they kind of plan them somehow? Or do you just sort of feel it out when you're up there in the plane? You must draw a little map, right? <laughs> I reckon yeah. you... Like, like it's when you're just such a campy way of like showing that you're bigoted is like writing it in the sky. Like even when people like propose with writing in the sky, I'm like, oh, that's a bit campy, you know? Yes, it feels like, like a, a good way to come out of the closet, really. Yes, exactly. Well, they're coming out of a closet, and it is the bigot closet. Yeah, they're out and it's not a, a closet. What's that? Out it as a bigot. Uh, yes. Anyway, I hope everyone out there is voting yes. If honestly, if you listen to this podcast and you're in Australia and you, you and you haven't filled out your postal vote yet and you don't fill it out, um, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yeah, there's so much like you've got to vote stuff <laughs> online to. at the moment because oh. New Zealand's going through its election and then Australia's going through its postal vote. It's just yeah. basically every second thing on my. And Facebook thread is like, please go and vote. To the point where, when I did vote um, for the election, yeah, outside uh, inside a Westfield mall, which just felt like oh, that's the beginning of a new weird. age. Yeah, yeah, it was like how this is quite modern and also too convenient. Um, it kind of took <laughs> the thrill out of it a little bit. Yeah, but um, it was, um, oh, I was like, it was such a relief because I've been so stressed by everyone's messages being like, you've got to vote. And I was like, oh, God, I finally got that out of the way. And I, I love, early voted. <laughs> I early voted as well. I love everyone's Instagrams of them with their sticker because yes. they're always like, so arrogant. They're like, guys, I um, did my early vote today. It's so easy. You don't even need your ID. You just need to go to one of these places. <laughs> and it's like, you're not, your Instagram followers are probably not the people who need to be educated. <laughs> I know. That's the thing I keep thinking about. All my friends keep being like, hey, guys, I just want to get out there to you all and just say the importance of voting. And I was like, yeah, but like, 
everyone that all your friends are voters. None <laughs> of them are not voted before you have. <laughs> I guess it's good to like spread the message. It is. It is. It's totally. I totally support it, and I did one myself. Yeah, I mean, it's like green smoothies. Like a few people send a picture online with holding their green smoothie. Eventually, we're all doing it. You know, yeah. it all just it's got to be fashionable. All gross green smoothie in Dunedin this morning. Tell you oh, what, really? Yeah. Just too, like green food colouring. Yeah, too much, too much stuff. You know when people put too many things in a smoothie? Yes. Like, I don't want a salad in here. I don't want like radishes oh. and carrots and pums and cheese. Just give me the kale and give me the the lemon. The lemon. Oh, yeah. Lemonade. I love a little lemon, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't really got a diva of the week this week, to be honest. Oh, I have um, one. Oh, brilliant. This Send it through. This is why I sent you that, that video, the Queen of the Week. I, I'm sorry. I've, <gasps> no, I've stolen this from you, but I really want to celebrate no. Aretha Franklin. I mean, of course. So, there's a list on the internet of the best VH1 diva performances, right? Which is yes. uh, essential reading for all listeners of this podcast. That's homework. If you if you haven't, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, please, please spend some time. Please it over the weekend. <laughs> so, so Hung over in bed. <laughs> so there's this phenomenal video, which is listed as the number one VH1 uh, uh, divas video. And I have to credit my boyfriend who showed me this video for the first time. We were trying to listen to this. It's a concert, right? Yes, VH1 it's a concert. Divas. We were trying to listen to this backstage because backstage of Hudson and Halls, the yeah. show I'm doing in Christchurch, shout every out. week before, um, shout out, um, before every show we listen to like something to kind of get an album or something to get us really in the mood. And I was trying to, uh, Todd was recommending this to me, the co-star, and I was like looking for it, but I couldn't find a version of the whole concert to listen to. I think there's a few different episodes because there's some, the particular video I'm about to talk about, Whitney Houston isn't in, but she's definitely been in some VH1 Diva, so I think it was yes. a whole series. Brilliant. So, in celebration of Carol King's song, Natural Woman, at one yes. point on a VH1 Diva special, Carol King, Aretha Franklin, uh, Mariah, Mariah Carey, Shania Twain, Gloria Estefan, and Celine Dion all together on stage performed uh, Natural Woman. And this oh. is one of the greatest videos of all time. First best thing that happens in it is I'm pretty confident Carol King is meant to sing the first two lines and you see her go to do it and then Aretha just starts singing. Yes. Uh, then throughout the rest of the song, Aretha just riffs over every single other person's lines. Like they'll be like, date another day. And then she'll be like, another day, another Like I was so watching much it I thought it was Aretha Fra- like an Aretha Franklin performance that yeah. had backup singers. To- like, that's exactly how it feels. Yes. <laughs> Until about two minutes in, enter Celine Dion. She's not giving away, eh? She's like the only match. <laughs> she for goes full hard. She hits, I don't know, all the notes in one song. Like she goes from top to bottom over and over. She steps forward. And you can kind of see everyone else on the line kind of step backwards and it becomes kind of like Celine versus Aretha. And then yes. the song finishes about 12 times. And uh, it's just, it's so good. I, in the weekend, watched, finally, watched Funny Girl, starring Barbara Streisand. Oh, I've never seen that. It's really worth a watch. Yeah. <laughs> it is surprise, it's a surprising film. Uh, essentially, it's about, like, the very first female comedian. And, right. or just com- a comedian who happens to be female. Mm. Um, I guess if she's the very first, I can say, female comedian. Because it's, like, this, the important device of the film yeah anyway she becomes more successful than her husband who is a professional gambler <laughs> <So> <laughs> the modern day version of someone who just like goes on like poker websites 
Um, oh, God. Anyway, she becomes more successful than him and it becomes a real problem in their marriage. Wow. But there's some really interesting devices in the film. There's lots of like freeze frames and um, one thing that she loves about this man, this professional poker player when she falls in love with him is that he has polish on his nails. <laughs> what kind of polish like, does he have? He's like a clear nail polish on. Oh. And she sings about it. Oh, should I start? Uh, is that a cool, should I start wearing clear nail polish? I was thinking about it. It's like kind of a bold move. Like, to have, well, you could wear any kind of nail polish, actually. That's very true. I'm always embarrassed by the state of my fingers. I definitely t- like. You can see if I've had a stressful week because my like fingertips are bleeding because I've just like bit off my nails so much. I've got long, but, beautiful nails. All my sisters are jealous of them because they've all got short, stumpy ones. And I, the only boy in my family, was blessed with like quite long ones that grow very fast, and I don't bite them ever because I'm a, an angel. Uh, yeah, I'm a devil. I'm a demon, and I chew my fingernails like carrots. <laughs> um, but yes, Barbara is also like one of the ultimate divas. Yeah, um, absolutely. We've talked about it before, but you know, she, she, and when watching this film, there's quite a few scenes where she will turn around, like she'll be like facing a door. Mm. She would have just closed the door. She'd be like facing it and then she'll turn around to the camera slowly and kind of oh. gaze off into the distance. Yes. And it happens like eight times. <laughs> and every time it happens, um, I can tell there's no one else in the room. Like there's no scene partner or anything. She's just... She's looking at a just, mop. She's like, I'll give you another reaction. You know, and they're just like, <laughs> okay, rolling for another one of Barbara's amazing reactions. I love but that. surprisingly, quite a funny physical performer, old Streisand. Really? Yeah, she does a great roller skate number in Funny Girl. Oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, but you were, say- oh, you were saying earlier in the week, though, it's kind of interesting because this whole term of like how diva is connected with gay men, eh? Yes. And this week, uh, three, the uh, one of the TV channels here in New Zealand have released their promo for Married at First Night New Zealand, an international TV show which we're very excited to get here. And uh, have we had it before. Uh, no, we've had we've had an Australian version. This is the very first time it's been in the New Zealand version. Wow! Yeah, and guess what? There's a couple of homos on there. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a, a, a gay couple who are, who are, who will be one of the married at first sight couples, and one of them uh, on the promo. Imagine if you're like, there's one gay man. Oh, and, and he has to marry a woman. He's with a straight person. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the slogan is like, it is a choice. Uh, <laughs> no, they've listed out one of the gay men who, by the way, I'll be open. I'm, def- I'm pretty confident I talked to this, this man on Grindr at some point in my previous life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this mean, country is tiny. It's so small. And then, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it lists them as so they've each got a catchphrase. Like one of them's the comedian, and one of them's uh, the perfect princess. That would, that would be yours. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get the call up, and I'm in a relationship. Uh, this, yeah, true. <laughs> um, although my boyfriend has said <laughs> multiple times recently that he would. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Chikugai married at first sight and that he was very annoyed that he couldn't apply uh, because I got <laughs> in the way. <laughs> That's very odd. What's what odd is like, of all the reality TV shows you could go on, why would you pick Mary? Yeah. It's always so bleak. I feel like it's always just people very mad at each other. It's What reality TV show would you go on if you could be on one? Uh, Amazing Race. Or uh, probably X Factor. <laughs> the Voice? Yeah, yeah. The Swan. Um, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Do you remember that? I'd be on The, sw- I'd be on the Swan too. <laughs> That was, if you don't remember the swan, that was where you got plastic surgery and whoever went, uh, who became the hottest after their plastic surgery won the beauty pageant. So weird. What a show. Um, what a what a time of our lives. Anyway, this new, uh, uh, this guy in the promo, he is referred to as the diva, uh, which oh. I thought was a very interesting and weird. Uh, it's a It's an interesting phrase anyway, because it is... Do you do you associate it with it being positive or a negative face in 2017? Um, uh, good question. It's a it's a loaded word for me. Mm-hmm. I would say diva has a has a negative connotation, but I feel like gay people uh, and queer people are in a are in a chapter in their lives where they're trying to claim words like diva like queer totally um back um and so that you know there's a sense of ownership over those words i think it can be a positive word and i kind of think in terms of it being used to describe uh straight woman uh it's almost has become a positive word in terms of like beyonce's diva and vh1 divas like we were talking about and i think when and sometimes people can be like proudly divas so as opposed to people like barbara like barbara yes but yes, if, they're, even, like they're a demanding diva. They know what they want. Yeah, exactly. And there's no, and there shouldn't be a problem with that. I'm going to be a diva. Yeah. Just deal with it. A diva is a female version of a, Hus- of a hustler. Of a hustler, yeah. That yeah, is beautifully put, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much you. for that. It literally just came to me. That's amazing and inspirational. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would ever... I'm, I'm finding it hard to associate anyone I know with being a real diva or like I don't know how this man is going to behave on the show to uh, earn him the title of the diva it's so bullshit and it's just uh, honestly like part of New Zealand's like almost slightly tall poppy syndrome bullshit as well of like um, oh gosh guys who know what they want and are proud to be outspoken about like having a point of view yeah. what a diva oh it's guys like, who oh, have expectations like, for the people around them of what a diva guys who aren't yeah. afraid to unleash their emotions what a bloody diva I've definitely been called a diva yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and every time it's been used it's been in a negative like ooh diva and I've been like every time that has been used at me it's because I've spoken out against something that I felt has been unjust yeah you know whether it be like someone not being paid enough or you know there not being enough water or something stupid like that you know (laughs) not being enough water (laughs) like a full like Nicki Minaj pickle juice scenario love it (laughs) have you seen pickle juice yes I've definitely seen that yeah that's like the ultimate that for me is like if I was to do like a TED talk on divaism like that would be the opening (laughs) clip it's like it's like she's standing up for something that she believes in and yet she is 
judged for it. I love to think about you doing a TED talk on diverism. It's a word, but what does it mean? I'm Chris Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk divas. It's kind of interesting because with Hudson and Halls, like they were the ultimate divas. Um, totally. So it's kind of, I basically every night I'd be, go out on stage and just act like a complete diva. Um, and it's boss. It's a really good feeling sometimes. I, I think you it. can be a diva as long as you are fighting for a cause bigger than yourself. <laughs> yes. I divaed out a little bit last night at the show. We're in Dunedin. And yes. We've, so we've every, every night at the show, we've had like uh, snacks backstage. You know, wine, yeah. beers, nuts, whatever. And then last night, because the snacks were organized by the venue and not by our tour manager there, there was oh. no food and I it was just like cokes and white wine no. and like that was all no and I was livid and probably unprofessional in a way that I get when I'm hungry which is like because I'd skipped dinner um you're like oh I have a nut at the theater yeah I was like I'll be able to eat afterwards but I knew yes. if I didn't eat any food I was not gonna survive to the performance yes luckily one of the uh, other comedians on the bill had a bunch of almonds and, <laughs> and a bag of chorizos. A huge shout out for chorizos on this podcast. Yeah, oh, really, that's why you're on that chorizo buzz. It was delicious. They were very small, but yum. Um, I've divvied out in my family once. Yeah. Uh, I was a real diva in the house. Uh, diva <laughs> in the house could be a great name for my autobiography. <laughs> but... I had a huge one with my um, family when they weren't, I discovered that there were no free range, it was like a couple years ago, yeah. there was no free range eggs in the house. Yes. And I like couldn't believe it and I had this huge argument and they were like, oh, get off your kind of Auckland high horse. <laughs> and I was like, no, free range eggs is not just like an Auckland thing. It is a global movement. <laughs> and we started like fighting and then I, they just were not listening. So I went up into the, I stormed off to my bedroom, which is on the second story of our house. <gasps> And then, cool, two um, stories, very cool. Yes. And then the f- argument kept happening between floors now. Like I was yelling <gasps> to the ground level. Yes. Um, and I was sort of on the stairs now, still fighting about the eggs. Yeah. And then um, my mum came upstairs to meet me on the second level. We had it out again. We're screaming at the top of our lungs. Wow. And then I stormed off a third time <gasps> onto our roof. Because <laughs> you could access the top of the roof. Yeah. And then mum pursued up the stairs and met me on the roof and was like, what's your problem? And I was like, I just feel like if you care about something in this family, you're mocked for it. <gasps> and then we were like, I was like weeping and weeping and weeping. At this point, I hadn't come out to my mum yet. And she's like what's going on? And I was just like, I just feel like we should be having free range eggs in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. That's so amazing. I can't believe your house had a rooftop garden, but you weren't getting free range eggs. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I had similar diva diet based diva moment. I reckon probably my most diva eight years old. I became best friends uh, with a girl called Tanuka, who's from Sri Lanka, and she was a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and her whole family were vegetarians. And so I decided to become a vegetarian, and I right. was a fucking asshole about it. <laughs> Eight-year-old monster. And I didn't, yeah. like, because I didn't replace, you know, protein and meat with anything else. I didn't know what I was no. doing. I, all I would do was, like, sit down for dinner and then be very upset there wasn't a vegetarian option and then, like, <laughs> go around my family and my friends at school and be like, do you like the movie Babe? Yeah, well, if you like that movie, then oh how can you God. eat bacon? <laughs> and this lasted oh for God. two solid weeks. That is amazing. 
Um, hey, speaking of, we were talking about, um, you were talking about choice before. This is like one last thing I want to bring up. This okay, episode. great. Oh, fudge. Oh, I put my laptop under my bed and now I can't find it. Oh, no. Um, because I was going to read a comment because I have got into like the comment section on um, the press Facebook page. That's a great passion project, Chris. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an everyday hero fighting everyday <laughs> battles. Yeah. But basically, this story came out um, about the head of Q Canterbury, which is the queer society. I've, like, I don't know what of Canterbury. Like the university maybe? It's like a club. Or is it just... It's like a is university, it for the university? Club. You don't know because you never went to a normal university, but um, there's like clubs day and there's all these different clubs. One of them's Q Q Canterbury. I thought maybe it could have been like all of Canterbury. (laughs) No, no, it's just at the uni, I think. Um, The head of gay in Canterbury. (laughs) The head of the gays in Canterbury. Uh, (laughs) And, okay, so anyway, he has, there's this picture came out of him or like a story came out about him sort of devoting his... Showing his dedication towards the National Party. He's like a young Nat. Oh, yes, I saw this. They were sharing a photo of her mate, and, that, and he was like, I'm proud to break the stereotype and be a gay national supporter. Uh-huh. Mm. Which obviously didn't go down well. And there was lots and lots and lots of like comments and hatred sort of thrown at him, being like, he should stand down as leader and president of uh, Q Canterbury because we shouldn't be having like a... Um, like a strong political bias. Yes. Also, the head of the party voted against same-sex marriage. Yeah, um, gross. Marriage equality, yeah. So he, um, you know, it seems kind of strange that this person is also who, you know, that he shows an affiliation with that party. Yes. Uh, then he decided to resign, and then the press wrote about that article saying that um, he was forced to quit. <laughs> yeah, my angry, <laughs> angry lefty snowflakes. Yeah, um, and obviously put that up on Facebook. And this is a real frustration of mine is when the like staff or the press or the Dominion Post put up a story about like uh, our community or like women's rights or anything like that, and yeah. it going like it has a slightly negative spin to it. Yeah, and they'll like open up the comment section, and there's just like flood of like these horrible people who have finally got an outlet and a point, you know, that they've always had to say. Yes. Um, and it's been validated by one tiny example and one tiny article. Yeah. And they just dig in deep. So anyway, this one guy posts a meme. So this is about, this is about the story from the president who'd resigned over yeah. his political leanings. Oof. And he posted the meme from the Hangover, Hangover movie circa 2009. Yes. Um, one time I watched it three times in one day. <laughs> oh, I've not seen the movie. It's a You'll know the character then. Yeah. Um, but is that is it that actor? Is it Doctor Ken? Is it the same actor? Yeah, Ken Jeong. Is it Gong Jong. He actually was it's a his... doctor who became a comedian. That's incredible. Mad respect. Anyway, <laughs> it is a um, picture of him, and it says "So long, gay boys," and oh. he. He just posts that And then underneath says No intent to offend anyone Who chooses to be gay As their sexual preference But the quote stands And I find the irony to apply uh, The irony to apply the quote To the situation humorous What? What? That doesn't make any sense No But I like that he's trying to be Smart about it Yeah And I just was like Reading over and over this comment I was like Don't comment back Chris Don't comment back And then I did And then I deleted it And then I thought about it again I was like Nah I'm going to comment So I rewrote the comment Yes (laughs) 
I just read it one more time. No intent to offend anyone who chooses to be gay as their sexual preference, but the quote stands, and I find the irony to apply the quote to the situation humorous. It doesn't really make sense. No. But what really frustrates me is his no intent to offend. It's like, well, you are being offensive, so your apology is null. Yeah. If also, you, it, do, yeah. it doesn't matter what your intent is. If it's offending, <laughs> it's yes. just, and what is your intent if not to offend? What's the yeah. ta- who was the target of that joke then? I don't know. So I write back to him. Look, I just find the joke a bit lazy and unnecessary, to be honest. What are you doing? Uh, what are you adding to this conversation? That's not just to laugh at the LGBTQIA. Um, also, my sexual my sexuality is not a choice. He's nice. commented back, and I just saw this today. Oh my gosh! What it is say? the most typical response. I love it so much. The joke was lazy. I didn't even make the meme. <laughs> it was just from Google. Oh, if you'd if made it, that would have been cool. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, that's not what I mean by a lazy joke. By the way, it's like I don't know. I don't care how you found it or how you made it. <laughs> um, if this is causing you distress, I'll remove it, as it wasn't um, as it wasn't to add anything other than a laugh, not at a person for their sexual preference, but just at this person who coincidentally is gay, and with the Mister Chow from the movie Hangover, famous for that line. It's like, oh, okay. Like, there are far worse things on Facebook to concern your time. Do you take offence when someone calls you gay? Why does it matter? Stop concerning yourself with the opinion of others who are insignificant to you as a person. I feel I'm one of these people to you. Look, if this case involved a straight man and there was an element of humour which could be represented by a meme and had my interest, then I would have replied accordingly. Just because it mentions the word gay doesn't make it an attack post. <laughs> and in all honesty, in all honesty, you're starting, you're stating that your sexuality is not a choice. I will semi-agree with you, uh, with you on that. Though, though sexuality may be a choice for some, others what? are born with that sexual preference, which comes to surface usually during the year of puberty. It is not a choice, but a sense of natural occurrence and selection in the animal kingdom. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I think I just melted into a puddle as you read that out. Um, and I'm Isn't never returning again. Glorious. Ugh. This is like, I love that thing of those dudes, those like straight dudes who are just like, we're just animals from the animal kingdom. Okay. Um, Here's what I have to say about this. And this is a thing that happened on the weekend. So I think sometimes people think uh, they, are, they are okay with gays, but they think it's still. Uh, f- they can still use the word that's gay to describe something negative, right? Because they're aware of what they're doing and because they're aware it's not offensive. And I think that's a very, yes. like, that's an opinion you probably have if you don't have many gay friends, right? Yes. But you still want to be aware. So the same, here's the thing. I went to a par- house party over the, over the weekend and this house, which is filled with all white people, had a gollywog in their house that they Yikes. used as a doorstop. No. Yes. Yeah, it was one of the worst things. I it's so so reprehensible. What did you do? You just didn't do anything. So my boyfriend, who is uh, um, uh, African, right, and yeah. he, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I want to, uh, you know, get us in, in trouble, but he stole it and he threw it into a rubbish bin. <laughs> no, good. Because fuck, that's, that's exactly the attitude of like we know that it's offensive, but like for us, like we don't have anything against black people, so we're allowed to have one because we're just having a laugh at that with you. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Shit, yeah, it's so shit. And uh, your boyfriend had the complete right to do that because absolutely. 
and like if they have a problem with like hey i spent ten dollars on that racist toy then yeah. there's a great he's got a great conversation for that for the, you know his reasoning behind that yeah um i think yeah it's so hard in those social situations where you see something that's wrong or you hear something that's incorrect and offensive and you've got a responsibility to either keep silent about that or speak up and do something about it um and recently i'm like oh i just don't want it to be awkward i don't want to bring down the vibes but also like the vibes are racist or the vibes are homophobic and there's probably a i need to practice like actually speaking up against that and being like like how's a way that you can just like bring the truth and be like hey that i'm actually not all right with that and just i need to call you on that because it's pretty shitty and we can still be friends but i feel like you need to fix that i'd love to be able to call people in the moment at all times yeah it's like a it takes it takes a lot of bravery yeah um but also it's worse to be in a situation where you feel attacked or you feel marginalized because you are that's the because the result of someone's naive behavior totally yeah you know for two um shitty little divas (laughs) we sure put out the smarts today i really (laughs) pulled a diva moment just at the end of that podcast (laughs) um Um, your boyfriend was a total diva and i love that yeah he was a total diva and he was absolutely right to be one Really, uh, honestly, I feel like we need to be more divas more often. Let's just diva out. That's going to be my word for 2018. I'm prepping for the year already. Yeah, find one and moment every day to be a diva. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on that, let's uh, tie up this potty. Hey, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, and thanks, Big Pipe. We love you. You're so great. You're the ultimate diva. Yeah, you're a big, badass diva who gets what she wants, and I love that about you. <laughs> Bless up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a phase. It's the day Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.